This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 126. Hey guys, John here. Have the words, oh, I don't draw people, ever come out of your mouth? I used to say that too, because I hadn't taken the time to learn the foundational skills I needed. If you'd like to level up your portrait skills, join me in my new free portrait prep email course. You'll only be able to sign up until October 21st, 2017. So hurry over to cpcourse.link slash prep. That's cpcourse.link slash prep to claim your spot. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, and I'm joined by Lisa of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? I am great. How are you? I am never better. All right, so this is the show about colored pencil, where we discuss all things in and around colored pencil and the colored pencil artist. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a subject that is... So happy for me because I'm such a fan myself. Cool apps for that you can use for your art, for social media, for drawing, for all kinds of stuff. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm addicted to my phone so much. I love photo editing on it, drawing, sketching, so many things. So today we're going to share some of our favorite things that you can use to just improve what you're uploading, how your artwork looks when you upload it, whether that be putting a logo on it or, I mean, just all kinds yeah. of fun stuff for you. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, the thing is... It wasn't that long ago that phones were just terrible. And, you know, my my daughters can hardly believe that, you know, and they 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 think I'm crazy because, yeah, I'm constantly looking at my phone. But, yeah, it's like this thing that I wish I always had that I didn't know I ever needed. (laughs) All right. So one that uh, let's start out with this one. The one that I remember you talking to me about recently that I think is really cool. And I think it's baked into the uh, Samsung ecosystem with their operating systems that they put out and overlay over Android is being able to say shoot in your uh, picture application on your phone. That's pretty cool. I, I don't have that option right now on the phone that I'm using. But so tell us about that, Lisa. You're just able to open that up and say that. I love this. You can set it up so that you can say cheese, shoot. Uh, I think smile is one, certain keywords. So when you have your photo app open and you're trying to position it, you get it right in front of your artwork perfectly. I don't know if you guys have ever had this happen. You go to move your thumb or whatever to push the button and the phone moves just that little bit. So you get a little bit of that camera shake or you're a little bit off center now. With this, I can hold it exactly where I want and just say shoot. And that seems that word works better for me than cheese or smile. The phone seems to understand that word more clearly. That's kind of cool. But yeah, it is so nice. One of the ways you can get around camera shake a little bit is, you know, like on a, a 
DSLR or a point and shoot or something, you know, you can have like a delay, like a second delay or two second delay or something like that. But, you know, photographers often do that whenever they've got a tripod or something. But yeah, if you're holding the phone in your hand, that makes a lot of sense because you can use a button often with Android apps. I don't know if you can do that on iOS on like a iPhone or something. Maybe you can now. I'm not sure. But with Android, you can often use like the volume button or something like that. You yeah. can, you know, set one of those for that. That doesn't work well for me though, because I've got an OtterBox on mine and to push those buttons, the yeah. whole phone, half of it's going to move. Like you have to really push hard to get those. Yeah. You're kind of shaking your phone when you do that, you know? And then like you said, you're pos- moving the position of your hand. So yeah, using your voice, that's a clever idea. Yeah. Love it's that. really handy. I really like that one. One of my apps that I love, love, I got this one recently. This is available on iOS and Android. And just to be clear, I am an Android fangirl. I love their operating system and their phones. I have a, a Samsung Note 8, so you kind of know where which phone I'm using. But this app is available on iOS or Android. It's called VidStitch Pro. I'm using the Pro version. And most of the apps, and we'll talk about that later, but most of the apps that I'm using, I prefer paid versions. They tend to not have, the, they're either basically lacking ads, which I would rather not have, or they have more features. So with these, and they're seriously inexpensive. So VidStitch Pro, I paid $2.99. And what it does, it's really good for Instagram, but you can use it for any of your social media. It makes a square and it breaks that square. You can choose which template you want. So maybe I want one long horizontal across the top and then two small squares underneath it on the bottom. And one of those squares, I can put a video. So let's say I'm doing a video of me, just a quick, you know, 20, 30 seconds of me drawing, sketching. So I'll get a video of that. And then I can put images. Yeah, the bottom two, I'll put like a photo of the colored pencils and then a photo of the tea that I'm drinking or, you know, something random like that. So you can have all of these little squares and then the one square is an actual video. And the way that, oh, I love, love how this looks. It makes it a little more interactive. It's a lot of fun. And that one, like I said, it's available iOS or Android and has been one of my favorites lately. Only $2.99. That is really awesome. I just downloaded that. That is cool. (laughs) Yeah, you'll have fun with it. That. Yeah, I mean, you sold me when you said it has some video on it. That's pretty awesome. I love that. Yeah, you just take a video and then you choose which one, like whether you want one of your previous photos or video. So is it is it actual video or is that just like a, a GIF? or? It's an actual video. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I love that. Yeah, it takes real video. All right, so I should probably say also that I'm using Android as well. That's the operating system I prefer. And I'm, I've got a Nexus, the uh, Google phone, the Nexus 6P. So that... I had that one a little while. I really love it. But most of these, I think, that we are talking about are cross-platform if we're talking about iOS as well. So that's really cool. So if you're on an iPhone, you can still get these. Yeah, the price may be different. Some of the features may be a little bit different across the different operating systems, but it should be pretty similar. Okay, so the next one I want to mention, and this is one that I've used for a long time now, and I just love it. And I've mentioned it before on the podcast in other episodes, but is Snapseed. I'm not sure how many of you are aware of this one, but if you're not, you're really missing out. This is such a good application, and they're constantly updating it and and uh, just adding more to it. There are some professional photographers that that's all they use. They edit everything on Snapseed. It's a photo editor? It's a photo editor, and it is incredible. It's You've never seen anything like it. And the thing about it is it'll do I, – I don't know anything that it – really won't do i'm sure there probably are some things that you would only be able to do with a desktop version of photoshop but for a desktop editor 
or a, an app editor for the phone or tablet. It is such an incredible application. And that one's actually so, made by Google, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I am downloading that one now. Yeah, it's really nice. You have to let me know what you think about it. Yeah, definitely. So the next on my list is PicFrame. This one is available, again, iOS or Android. It's 99 cents on Android. This is a collage editor, and I have tried so many different collage editors. So it looks very similar to VidStitch in the way that you make collages, but this one is without the video. Mm -hmm. This was just a massive headache for me for so many years, trying to find the right video editor. Or I'd get a new phone and couldn't remember which one I liked because I think I had downloaded like 10 different ones and could never remember which one was good. This is the one that I like. And again, using the paid version, I don't have ads. I don't have, you know, little logos anywhere. But it just, it gives you some really nice templates for having lots of photos. So the same as I was saying with VidStitch, where maybe you want a photo of the artwork and then a photo of the supplies and then a photo of your face or your dog or, you know, whatever you want to do to kind of make it fun. I think that these, I love collage photos like this, where there's a little bit more to look at. It's not just photo of the artwork. I don't know. It just seems to be more interactive to me. But that one, that one is my favorite of all of the collage apps that I've used. And I've used a lot. That one by far is my favorite. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. I mean, it looks like you can change like the shape instead of having squares, you can have the rounded corners, you can change the the background and your grid, you can change up so many different types of grid options. uh, How many or in a row or column. Yeah, and most apps should allow that, but some of them, like I was using PhotoGrid for a while, and that one I didn't love because it was two ninety nine a year. It was an actual subscription one. That I don't know. That one got messy and it looked really cheap. And she, yeah, I, I don't know. It this looks pretty I sharp. Like that you can one. you can pick different backgrounds too that would mm-hmm. show through instead of white or black. They have yeah. different options. and it's very very easy to use. That's awesome! Wow. Yeah, I like that. There's a lot of these out here. So it is nice being able to just kind of vet some of these if you, you know, don't really trust just going through there and seeing what other people said. But actually, this one's interesting because the rating on it is a 4.3, which is really high. And it looks like they have a free version. Is that is that it? Yeah, the free version's 4.0, though. Yeah, I, most of these, I think, have a free version. Yeah, yeah. So you most can at least try nice it and thing, see if it's fitting for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, the nice thing about Android is you have, what is it, two hours to what, Lisa, 24 hours yeah, or about, 48, something yeah, like that? Yeah, we're finding a few conflicting bits of information here. Yeah. <laughs> um, two hours is plenty of time to tell if yeah, you're going to like yeah. something. But then requesting a refund from the developer, I guess you could do that a little bit longer or something like that. I don't know. Read for yourself a little bit more about it if you'd like. If we get some more information, more clear information looking at Google support, then we'll put that in the show notes, definitely. Yeah, and it gets a little bit foggy, too, because was it an in-app purchase or was it the app itself? And then there's a whole other thing. And it's, yeah, um, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on this. I wish it was was a little more uh, clear from support.google.com. Yeah, I know it used to be a real clear cut. You've got 15 yeah. minutes, and it was funny yeah. because that was and back when download time. times were so slow. Like most phones were so slow <laughs> that you didn't even have it downloaded in 15. You get minutes. it downloaded in an hour. So, but there were no in-app purchases back then either. So, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I haven't really spent much time looking into any of that. But you can get the free version, see if you like it, get an idea if you want. The right, from right, there, and that's so. typically what that's for, and yeah. that's that's why that's a good thing is to get a free version often because of that kind of thing. So there are two different drawing apps that I have used when I. 
I first started doing digital art on my note tablet. I wish there was a d- different way to put that because when you say tablet, it could mean drawing tablet like a walkman. Mm-hmm. It could mean a note tablet. Right. It could mean so many different things. But so it was the the actual the Samsung Note where it had the S Pen, which has the same technology as a Wacom tablet. So the pressure sensitivity, all that. I started by using an app called Sketchbook Pro by Autodesk, and I loved it. And then they made a bunch of changes, and then I didn't like it as much. I just right now tested the free version out because I haven't used it in years. And the free version was actually pretty awesome. It's very similar to what I used years ago. So I'm kind of excited about that. I may go back to using that app as a drawing app. And again, that's the free version. And I just use the airbrush tool on that and just adjust how thin or thick my line is and the opacity. And I can pretty much do everything I need from there for drawing. So whether that be taking, importing a photo that I'm working on, let's say, like I just finished doing recently some pumpkins and ink tents. Maybe I want to see what I like a blue glow on the shadowed side. Let's see what that would look like. And I can take that app, import the photo, and then draw directly on the photo to see what that would look like to get, I don't even have to be good at digital art to see if I'm going to like what that looks like. So that one's really good. And then the other app that I really like, the drawing app, is called ArtRage. Again, this one also available iOS or Android, just like Sketchbook Pro. And this one is $4.99, and it's got great blending tools and just all around, it's a good drawing app. It's, I want to say that the Sketchbook Pro, or I'm sorry, yeah, the Sketchbook Pro, the one that I'm using on Sketchbook, the free version, is a little bit, it's funny that it says Pro, but it's actually their free version. But they, they've I've actually seen it called several things in the, the Play Store, even though it all pr- pr- seems to bring me back to the same one. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But anyway, with that one, it seems to, it, it's a little bit, a few more steps to get what I need to do. The sketchbook one seems to be a little bit more straightforward. But in fairness, I'm more familiar with the sketchbook by Autodesk app. So it may just be that I already know where it is. So that's why it yeah. seems. But the, I know that the Art Rage has great reviews and it's got blending tools that come with that $4.99. The sketchbook app, that one, the pricing is a little bit weird because it's it's in-app purchases and I can't see because it's I've already got the one that came on my phone. It comes pre-installed on the Samsung phones because of it being a drawing phone with the S Pen. I don't know what those in-app purchases are. And from looking it up, it looks like it ranges between $4.99 a month to $30 a year for some of their pro features. I honestly don't know if you need those because what I was looking at right now on the free one looks like it has everything that I used to yeah. use on the paid one. And I know I was happy with that. Yeah, I, ha- I have the free one and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking I do. And I haven't had any anything pop up saying, you know, that's a pro feature or something like that. And I've used... I think just about everything on here. Yeah, the pro it's features really you nice. get more brushes, but I never felt like I really needed those. I mean, when I use, if yeah. I'm going to do something like that, then I'm going to go to Photoshop and use my Wacom tablet when I want right. all the fancy brushes. If I'm using my yeah. phone, I probably just want to get an idea of what something looks yeah, like. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to be editing a whole lot on, yeah. on the phone. So I'm there's... I'm actually okay with just the basic features on just Sketchbook, the free version. Right, right. But the, both of those apps, I would recommend them both. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, those are good. Okay, so my next recommendation would be just the suite of apps from Adobe. Some of those in particular that I like using is the Adobe Photoshop Fix. That's a really good one. F as in Frank IX. And Illustrator Draw is a good one as well. Mix and then Sketch. But that Photoshop Fix, there are a couple things. You know, I mentioned Snapseed a, a moment ago. And there's a couple things, though, that I do use that I think are just slightly easier 
in Adobe Photoshop Fix, and that is one of those one of the options in there that I think is is a lot easier is some of the healing kind of stuff, the healing brush and the smooth. Using that seems to be a little easier when you're using. Photoshop fix, clone stamp, and things like that. I mean, and it's just so intuitive to use a touch screen to do some of those things. You go back to your desktop version, you know, of Photoshop, and you're like, you're wanting to do something on the screen, you know, you're wanting to put your hand up there. But, you know, I do want to mention that on the desktop version of Photoshop, there's some things that are just so killer that you cannot get away from using some of the options and some of the settings in there, like the content aware. Now, that's one that it just works so well. I mean, you cannot really replicate that on a mobile version of that software. And then posterize, different things like that are just so easy to do on the desktop version and you know, play around with those settings and get it to where you can you can figure out the point at which, you know, some of these shadow areas turn from a pinnacle of where it's hitting the light on your subject and things like that. I mean, you, it's hard to beat some of the things that you're able to do on the desktop version of Photoshop. But yeah, quick edits, things that, you know, don't take a whole lot of precision and time. I, I just think these apps are just so great for that. Yeah, I'm actually, I just noticed there is Lightroom on this. I've not played with that mm-hmm. one yet. Yeah, Lightroom's pretty cool on it. I've only used it one time. Haven't really played around with it a whole lot. The thing that's kind of weird, I guess, to me, I'd have to use it a little bit more. And maybe, you know, if you're listening today and you're somebody who uses Lightroom on your app, I would love to hear, you know, what what you're thinking about it if you use it as a mobile app. But, you know, I mean, typically what you're doing is you're grouping photos together and then you're updating a lot of the settings, you know, within some some area of this group of photos at the same time like you're changing the exposure level or something like well, that. Well, you don't have to do it as a group though. You can do them individually. Well, I'm no, playing right. with it now and I'm really liking like I took a photo last night where uh, But I mean the, that's typically what people do yeah. with Lightroom. But I was using this one. This one's kind of interesting to me because one of the problems that I sometimes have when I take a photo with my cell in front of the easel, the way the lighting I have set up for recording video, it'll either overexpose. It changes the, the temperature. It changes yeah. a bunch of stuff. It is really easy to change that stuff back on this, um, changing the temp- yeah, color yeah. temperature. Well, I mean, that's the power nice. of Lightroom is doing it in a batch. You know, I mean, that's mm. the reason why they came you out. You know, I have that's... never used Lightroom in the batch as a batch oh, okay. ever. That's, so what I... it, that's what they invented it for was so you could batch all these photos together and create a library that's so funny i use them for individual like for raw photos which you're the one who made me start taking photos in raw but i use it for adjusting like individual colors individual like color yeah. saturation and that sort of thing oh well the power of using lightroom is being able to batch everything together do it oh, all at the same time everything together <laughs> <laughs> no this is really cool like changing curves changing this is nice mm-hmm. This is going to yeah. make it really, yeah, okay, I just want to strongly recommend Lightroom to everybody right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, this it, is I mean, it's, really, it's pretty cool. I how just did I not know this was here? Enough time, but yeah. Well, you, you should look at all the Adobe applications. They're pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I mean, I've used them before. This, though, I just mm-hmm. didn't know Lightroom was in here. I'm so excited right now. And these are all free, by the way. All the Adobe ones yeah. are free. Yeah, well, and the nice thing about it is they will hook up seamlessly with your CC account. You know, if you've, you know, you're on the payment plan for Adobe applications, then the Creative Cloud, then you're able to sync all of this stuff together and send, you know, things back and forth from your desktop version to your mobile. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to be playing with that when we're done with the podcast. 
Well, now you got me real excited again about trying out Lightroom. Yeah, I'm just I was sitting here <laughs> messing with that photo going, more. oh it's my gosh, cool. I wish I had this last night before I upgraded or uploaded that photo to Instagram because the photo, when I uploaded, I knew it didn't look like the artwork. It looked terrible compared to the artwork in person. So I had to get the good photo oh, gotcha. like today, but yeah, just sitting yeah. here with Lightroom, I was able to, to look sometimes. at make it look more accurate. And that was right. really, oh, that's going to be a handy tool for all artists. That's awesome. Yeah. And free. So that's even better. Oh, yeah. Everything I'm recommending is all paid, but I love them. So my next one is, and this may seem a little odd, but this one is called DU Recorder. Now, I'll tell you what this is kind of kind of good for, but if you're wanting to show something on your mobile device, and you're just wanting to sh- you know do a little demonstration, a little video demonstration about what you're doing on your mobile device and dub over that with your voice even, this is great for that. So it records every action. It's kind of like Camtasia on the desktop version, and I can't remember what the the equivalent is on an on a Mac, but it's just recording you know your your desktop and whatever you're doing, you know mouse clicks and all that. So it's recording you know your touches on the screen, and and you can play that back and show somebody how to navigate through an app or something like that. Maybe how to subscribe to a podcast so you don't miss any podcasts, and you can go back to the entire library even. Back, back before episode, you know, <laughs> you can get more than 100 episodes is what I'm trying to say. So something like that, you know, if you want to record something, that's what it's This is nice. For. I'm going to download and this because I've wanted neat. to record some drawing little sketches and stuff for yeah. YouTube on my my phone. So this yeah, is nice. Yeah, the nice thing is you can, you can also do the editing, you know, in inside the clip after you're done, which is really cool. And you, I mean, you can get as fancy as you want. You can add... You know, some titles and things like that and, and uh, some music and things. I mean, I, I don't need all that stuff. But, you know, it, it's it's pretty cool. Now, I'll say, since we're talking about some desktop versions of things as well, that there's there's nothing like the Snagit editor on the desktop. And a lot of people don't know about this one. They think they'll have to pay, you know, whatever it is, $199 or $299 for Camtasia. But actually, Snagit will do just about everything that Camtasia will. And we're talking about another editor that does video recording. So it can record. Never even uh, heard of Camtasia. Oh, okay. So <laughs> so it, it just records like everything you're doing, you know, on the, on the desktop again. Gotcha. And it can record your voice and it can record, you know, a picture of you with your, your webcam while you're talking about what you're doing on your desktop version, you know. But you can do the same thing with snag it and there's so many options that you know there's very few things that you get in addition to what snag it would offer in camtasia so it's really a good alternative well i just downloaded that one cool good thing i've got a lot of space on this phone after this <laughs> for I'm now until we're done with the with the podcast yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my next recommendation is art pose and they have a female and male version of this this one again ios or android it's two dollars and 99 cents and with this one it allows you um i have the female one because if i'm going to draw a mermaid or a fairy i'm more likely to go with a female on that but you can get them for both body types and you can adjust this. What it is is a model. So you can adjust if you want certain bo- parts of the body larger, smaller, thinner, wider. I mean, you have so much freedom. And then you can pose it. it it's a little bit, it takes a little bit of getting, getting used to. Not going to lie about that. But it's kind of fun to play with. You can pose it so that this model is kneeling, standing. I mean, anything you can think of the way that the human body would move, you can pose her like that and then use that for your paintings and drawings. So like in That's my case, really cool. a fairy or a mermaid. I'm having a hard time finding one of those to pose for me. 
I've got this app that'll do it for me. So um, I don't yeah. have to try to get recommendations. Fairies and mermaids, they're a little cantankerous. They usually don't. And they're know, usually pretty pose. expensive to get them to pose. Yeah, yeah. Greedy definitely. little jerks. Well, while we're talking about that type <laughs> of app, let me recommend a Skelly. That's a really good one. I guess that's how you pronounce it. This one was created by Proco, and that's a really really cool app you can pose and just kind of like what you were saying lisa you can take this skeleton and just move it all around and isolate different parts and that's kind of nice in that regard the skull and and then the entire body even so use that to position different things to be able to draw from get ideas and then there's another one called art anatomy as well kind of the same kind of thing you can put skin and different things on that one muscle and isolate different parts as well those are really really nice and rotate the body around just the way you want it yeah these are handy if you're doing stuff too i mean if you've got a group of people that you know you want them positioned in a certain way trying to get models for that you may not need to see all the facial details in that you know stuff that's in a distance and these apps are perfect for getting people in any perspective you can you i mean you've got so many options to get it just right so you you have that model there without having a model there Mm -hmm. one of my next apps that i really like is called square droid and this one is for instagram now you don't need it so often anymore because instagram does allow you to have longer more you know landscape photos you used to have to only upload things in a square which didn't work for those of us who painted you know 24 by 36 does not fit in a square but even still now that you can have longer photos sometimes that photo and I still occasionally have this happen I'll take a photo of something where I want to show more lengthwise and it, it just doesn't fit on Instagram I can't show the whole picture and that's where I'll use square droid and there are so many apps that you can use for this so don't um, obviously it has the word droid in it. This one is not iOS, but there are plenty on iOS. Anything that will allow you to put it into a square. So if you've got a painting or drawing that doesn't quite fit on Instagram right, you can add it into one of these apps and it'll really easy put it into dimensions that will work well for Instagram. This one, the one that I'm using is $1.25. I don't think it's been updated in years, but it still works. I mean, it's as basic as you can imagine. As long as it works. Yeah, that's cool. But that one's a pretty good one. All right. My next one is Ripple. R-I-P-L is how that's spelled. And what this will do is you can create, you can take different video clips and stills and then put those together with some type of text overlay and uh, just put this little montage together, create that, and it you can render it in a wave. No, not wave, in a MP4, I believe, and also, I think, in a GIF. I'm not real sure about that, but it, it does, I mean, it's primarily used to create a little video file and, up, you know, put that update on Facebook or or Instagram or wherever. Just kind of a cool thing uh, to put things together and make it kind of stand out a little bit more. And there's a paid version. I'm not sure. Let's see what the pricing of that is. Okay, well, it's an in-app purchase. So if you do like it, then there'll be some pro features that uh, once you're ready to do that. And I I think it might be a monthly subscription. I'm not sure. I hate the ones that are monthly subscriptions. The only monthly subscription I signed up for. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't see any reason to use something, you know, in, with the pro version. I've used it free and it works just fine. So Yeah, Google Drive is the only thing. It's like $1.99 a month for a ton more storage, which I really needed. That's the only thing I was willing to pay a monthly fee. Right. On. Yeah. Yeah, that can start adding up. Yeah, quickly, especially if it's multiple apps that you want. Right. So it's kind of, that's one of those things, those pet peeves of mine. And I think the best yeah. way to tell developers that you don't like that pricing structure is just to not sign up for it.
not buy it. Yeah. Well, and I think with this one, all that it really does for the the pro version of it is it just takes away. I think a little overlay that says Ripple down in mm. some corner or something like that. That's how a lot of my photo editors that. that I get the paid versions for I don't have because I don't want yeah. the the little yeah. icon thing. Well, I think I yeah I think it's so minuscule. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I like to have my logo. They know there. I, I didn't. Want some other they know I didn't it. <laughs> Well, yeah, they know I didn't create that app. So yeah. I don't know, but yeah, there it is. It's it's pretty cool though. I don't know of any others that do that. My next recommendation is for Pixay Pro. This one is great for either putting captions. If you guys have followed me on, well, mostly I do this on Instagram, where I'll have a picture of like my shoulder chicken saying something and I'll put the little caption in the bubble or my dog's thinking something about my artwork where I'll pose the dog in front of the art and then have the dog thinking, you know, judging my, critiquing my artwork. I use this app for that. But the other thing, it's not just for fun stuff like that. You can also use it to put a regular, like a rectangle. Let's say I want a teal rectangle and then I want to put lawcree.com or copyright lawcree. I can put that straight on the image right there before I upload it. So my water, you know, I basically got a watermark really easily. I'm using That's the pro really version. really cool. Yeah, I love it. I'm using the pro version, which gives you a few extra features. That one's $3.99. I have had this one for so many years. I have gotten more use out of this app than almost anything else I think I have on that phone. I, I mean, for so many phones, I've been using this same app. It is yeah. so nice. And they've got silly stuff like putting hats on people and such. I don't really use that, but it works so perfectly for putting that just that little bar of teal or whatever color you can completely adjust any color that you want to use that goes with your brand you've got several different fonts that you can use and you know copyrightlawcree.com i could put you know patreon.com slash lawcree anything that i want to promote i can have right there on that bar and have that watermark so it makes my image a little bit more safe so that if somebody either steals it and wants to reprint it's got a watermark on it or if somebody reposts it there's no chance of people not knowing where that came from so yeah, that this one's really nice. cool. And I gotta say, I mean, this is one. This one illustrates the point of it's a good thing that we have some ratings in here because I would never look at this one at all, probably because just the artwork for the app itself looks like 1990s yeah. or something. <laughs> but it's got such a high rating, and then you know to hear you talk about some of the things that it's able to do, you know that that's pretty cool. But you look at those ratings, everybody loves it for what it's able to do. Yeah, no, this awesome. app has been around. I think one of the reasons that they this logo looks so terrible, this app has been yeah. around for so... I mean, it's been around since the beginning of Android. Yeah, and they probably just left it. Yeah, they're like, yeah. everyone knows us yeah. by that, so right, right. we're just going to keep yeah, it's it here. kind of cool. They have, and the funny thing, that one's not even been updated in a year, and it's still, it works perfectly. Even I've got the new phone, and it's fine on this one, too. Mm, yeah. We'll talk about that in just a second. So one last final one I want to mention here is the Google Photos. I mean, this is kind of baked into any type of Android phone. I'm guessing that I'm sure that iOS has something equivalent to that, but it works so nice. So one of the things that Android has done really well is they have figured out the uh, storage issue on an Android operating system. So if you're bumping up against your storage with your camera or using video that you're bumping up against your storage, what will happen is they'll automatically figure that out and they'll say, you know, hey, go ahead and, and remove all of these local uh, files here, these uh, pictures and videos, and they're already uploaded you know, if you get that setting right, but it comes right out of the box like that, where it will manage all of that for you so that you're not, 
you know, bumping up against storage issues on your phone, which is really nice. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we had those kind of issues where you're bumping up against your storage and you try to use your camera on your phone and it says, oops, you're out of space. You know, can't you can't download use more it. apps because you only have 512 yeah. megabytes of storage and that includes yeah, because, your operating system. Right, right. Because you've got 500 videos and pictures on your app, on your phone, you know. So that was kind of annoying. So they figured that out and they're doing a really good job with that. So, yeah. Use the uh, Google Photos. Uh, the one thing nice about it that I think may- maybe people don't know about is that you can have it upload the raw files. I mean, you can have the full version of your photos and your videos. What I'm trying to get at is that what Google will do is it, it you can actually upload the files that you're taking in your camera without any degradation in the uh, file at all. And so it'll upload the full file. If it's 32 megabyte file, it'll upload that exact file rather than downgrading it so that it's able to fit in the cloud better, you know, which is kind of ridiculous. But that's the way they, they used to do things, you know, is they would pare down your file and, and degrade it and it wouldn't look all that well uh, wouldn't look all that good whenever you would upload it to your cloud storage but they've gotten over that issue now and they've overcome that with the technology they're using now which is really nice because now your you know your files i'd rather have my files in the cloud than i would locally on any device that i have any computer or anything like that i'd rather have it up in the cloud so yeah that's really cool so another thing that you may want to check See if you've got apps available for your other devices. You may not think about this, but my I know my Canon, they are it will connect to my phone. I don't I don't remember if that one's Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, but I know it can connect to my phone and use it my phone as a remote device. Yeah, it may, it may do both actually. Yeah. It may do either one. Um so you've got that option. I've got another camera that I use, my Gear 360. This is the camera that I use to take 360-degree videos and photos. And that one I love the app on, which is surprising because I typically hate Samsung apps. But they did a good job with the newest Gear 360. I'm able to, with those, if you're not familiar with those, the 360-degree camera, you basically set the camera up in the middle of a room or wherever you want to take the photo, and it takes everything around you. So you can't be out of the the, the frame. So if I I want to take a photo and I don't want to be in it because I'm still wearing my PJs at four in the afternoon. I can leave the room, close the door, and I use the app to take the photo, to tell it to take a video, to take a photo, whatever I want to do. And it actually will stitch it all together, edit it so that I'm able to upload it directly to Facebook or if I wanted to use that for YouTube without, let's pretend I didn't want to edit it the, my normal way. That's an option. But those apps are really nice to check because you may have devices that, cool. that have apps that go with them that make that device that much easier to use. Yeah, yeah. Even on my DSLR, my Canon camera, yeah, I can do that. Well, and my, my 4K Micro Four Thirds cameras, you can do that with applications. You know, you can be in the other room or whatever, and you can take pictures remotely, even videos remotely, and see you know, the display yeah. while, of what you're taking, which is really cool, and do zooming and everything else. You know, get it in fo- it, A lot of times it's easier to use your phone to get something in focus rather than trying to look through the little viewfinder, little 3.5 viewfinder, you know, that you have on your 
on your camera. So that's really cool. One of the things I like too with my Canon, there was, I remember taking a photo of one of my paintings and if I was standing in front of it or near the camera, my shadow or reflection was hitting that, ca- mm, that canvas. Because right. I think it was something that had a high yeah. gloss to it. So having the camera and me being completely away from it was really handy. I think, I don't know if there was something I was wearing. I forget what the, the details of that were, but being able to use my phone. Well, that's easy to have happen though. Yeah, that one worked really well. And even like the Gear 360 camera, I put my my cockatiel on a boom mic stand. That's the the term I'm looking for. Yeah. But he was sitting on that and I closed the door and from the other room, I could see on the app what he was doing. And so I was able to wa- wait until he was posed where I wanted for that photo. So it That's really, cool. I mean, these apps can make your life way easier than using those devices by yourself. You may not even realize that something right. you own has an app to go with it. So, you know, just check, just in case. Check your app stores yeah. or your place. What is it for iTunes? iTunes, yes. Some of the screen mirroring kind of applications are good, too, to be able to look at something. And if, especially if you're going to get into doing live video, either on YouTube or Facebook, you can do live mirroring with your phone and have a video from your phone, mirror over to your desktop, capture that on your desktop, put that into whatever software you're using to stream your live stream. That's kind of cool. So, yeah, I guess we could go on and on. And I'm sure you listening, I'm sure that you have some apps that you're thinking, hey, why didn't they mention this? So we'd love to hear what those are. And we'll probably max out our storage on our phones when we do. (laughs) Uh, Lisa is at Lacree on Twitter. I'm at Sharpened Artist if you want a quick conversation. That's probably the best place to reach me. I'm not sure about you, Lisa, but... I always I have I have great intentions uh, regarding email, but I fall short <laughs> yeah, a lot not, of the times. I'm right there with so you. I always think I'm going to email everybody back, and then the time gets away from me. But you can email us podcast at sharpenedartist.com After I talked about how I wouldn't email you back, <laughs> email at your but, own risk. Yeah, all right. So, and you can leave a comment in the show notes over at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. We didn't mention this, but we do have a free audiobook for you if you just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast. So that's on us. And also, you can subscribe to the show, and you can get every episode as soon as it comes out. And this podcast comes out every Monday, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Fairies and mermaids, they're a little cantankerous. They usually don't, you know, want to pose. And that one was, this one was, this one. Copyright Law Cree, copyright, right, bleh. Let's try that in English. It words they're so hard on the the